It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins, your daily Washington Redskins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, every day, every day. All right, it is episode number 248 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. Good to have you guys aboard with us right here. And the Redskins' first phase of the summer offseason program is just about over. Uh, One more practice on Wednesday. If it doesn't get canceled, media is not allowed. So for us, Tuesday at Redskins Park was the final day in which we could talk to players and coaches and see practice. So we'll have a couple of thoughts coming up for you here in just a couple of moments on what observations I walked away with. Nothing earth-shattering or groundbreaking or anything like that. Um you know, but just some observations and some notes that I took down uh, from watching part of practice on Tuesday when I wasn't talking to different people uh, around the organization. All right, so the first thing I wanted to get to on this episode, uh, besides telling you that coming up next segment, we'll hear from head coach Jay Gruden, his press conference with reporters uh, on, again on Tuesday as, again, the Redskins opened up or finished up this phase of the offseason program. And then we'll also hear from Skins wide receiver coach Ike Hilliard, who I caught up with uh, last week as he talks about kind of his group. Uh, but we wanted to make sure that we got to this right away before we forgot, uh, and that was that the Redskins are not going to be on hard knocks. And that was made official by the NFL uh, on uh, Tuesday night after Adam Schefter had first reported it. Uh, of ESPN, and the bottom line is this. This is a good thing for the Washington Redskins. This is really a good thing for the Washington Redskins. Um, It sucks for us as fans. I would love to see some of the inner workings that we just don't get to see, some of the communication, some of the audio, some of all the different things that we just don't get to see. But I know also that they would be censoring this um, to at least to a certain degree, um, if not a large degree, because that's the type of executive Bruce Allen is. Bruce Allen does not want to give anything away. And I think he probably conveyed that to the NFL or HBO or whoever when they were considering, hey, look, we're going to be much more hands-on than maybe you're used to or that you want, and this isn't going to be a great marriage. We are resisting this. We don't want to do this. We don't want this distraction. Nobody wants it, and that's just the way it's going to be. And if you're HBO and if you're the NFL and you say, well, we have two choices, ideally we'd like the Redskins this year and the Raiders next year in Vegas, but we have an organization that doesn't want to do it. And whether John Gruden wants to do it or doesn't want to do it, he seems more open to it than Jay Gruden. So, um, you know, I, I mean, 
Here's the thing. If you're HBO in the NFL, you probably and potentially now lose the the likelihood that the Redskins could be chosen next year because of two reasons. One, if they make the playoffs somehow, some way this year, they're ineligible. Number one. Number two, if they fire Jay Gruden at some point this year or in the offseason, they're also ineligible. So you would theoretically think that unless the Redskins go 9-7 and seven or 10-6 and six this year and don't make the playoffs and therefore, again, keep Jay Gruden, which would not be a definite under even under that scenario, but it's more likely if they're 9-7 and seven or 10-6 and six and they don't make the playoffs that they would keep him than just not making the playoffs at 6-10 and 10 or 7-9 and nine or whatever. So that would be about the only way you could get the Redskins next year. Again, if they didn't make the playoffs this year and if they kept Jay Gruden by finishing 9-7, and 10-6, and six, I suppose if they were to finish 8-8 eight and eight under very weird circumstances, again, a ton of injuries that somehow, someway, uh, Jay Gruden could survive another year if the arrow's pointing up with Dwayne Haskins, if him and Haskins are getting along, seeing eye-to-eye, nicey-nice, and Haskins is really making improvements. You know, I guess that possibility exists going into the final year of his contract, although it just wouldn't be likely. So the NFL kind of gets screwed in a way here, not to mention they lose the potential of having the Oakland Raiders in their first year in Las Vegas. Now, I suppose the Raiders could have made the playoffs this year, which would have disqualified them from contention for next year, and that's clearly a chance that they had to take as well and a risk that they had. But nobody thinks the Raiders are going to make the playoffs. Nobody. Quite honestly. Nobody. Uh, And I don't even know if John Gruden thinks they're going to make the playoffs. But the bottom line is, (laughs) you know, the Redskins probably did not want to play nice. The Redskins did not want a lot of the private conversations that they have with their scouts and their personnel staff uh, and their coaching staff. They did not want that out for players to see, for media to see. They are very, very, very hesitant to let the media in, um, especially Bruce Allen. And anybody that's going to say, well, Chris, you don't like Bruce Allen, that's why you're saying this, no, trust me, I know the man. I know the organization. I know what goes on in there. And I know things that I don't even mention on the podcast because I'm not allowed sometimes to mention. I know how they operate. They do not want to let you, the fan, in. They think the media is evil. Not everybody. Bruce Allen thinks the media is evil. What he doesn't realize is that the media is the direct conduit to the fans. Not Bruce's coffee talk. Not some luxury box holder, sweet sale thing that they have at Redskins Park. That's not the conduit to the fan. The conduit to the fan is the media. The conduit to the fan and what might get fans excited that can't get to Richmond and maybe aren't in the listening area would be hard knocks. That would be a great marketing arm for the Redskins, even though there would be some things that you would prefer to stay in-house. They don't get that. They don't understand it. They don't want it. They want to control it. And the NFL, begrudgingly, maybe, uh, they'll never admit this, looked at that and said, well... We don't want to be where we don't want to where we're not wanted. 
I think the Cleveland Browns embraced it last year. That's what I heard. Sounds like the Oakland Raiders kind of embraced it this year, as they should. Again, there's reasons why I, and I do understand why you would not want that distraction and why you would not want those evaluations out there for public record. I get it. But you know what? Loosen up a little. Loosen up a little. You're not, this is not like the FBI or the CIA, for God's sakes. This is football, and you've been a lousy organization for 27 years. Get over yourself. That's how I'll end that. I mean, you know, that guy, the guy that Dan Snyder has chosen to run this franchise into the ground, even more than it already was, that guy's got to get over himself. Sorry if that's rough. That's the aggressive truth. That's the bottom line truth. That guy's got to come down from his little cherry tree and come back to earth and come back to reality. You're not that special, pal. And your organization, not that special. Sorry. That's the truth. All right, so when we come back, now that I just absolutely laid a clubbing to Bruce Allen and the Redskins. Uh, Sorry, you get the truth sometimes when things upset me and frustrate me uh, and the arrogance uh, that certain people have in that organization when it rubs me the wrong way. Uh, When we come back, we will get to Jay Gruden, head coach, as he wrapped up with the media, again, the first phase of the offseason program. Uh, Plus, we'll get some some OTA thoughts uh, from Tuesday's session with the media out at Redskins Park. That's next right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. As always, make sure you follow at Locked Redskins, at Locked Redskins, at Locked on NFL Net, at Locked on NFL Net. And when you get in your car, tell your smart speaker device to play podcast. Locked on Redskins, back in a flash. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, it is episode number 248 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. I am your host, Chris Russell. Don't forget to check out the new Himalaya podcasting app. It's free. It's super easy to use. Every single podcast you love or you're searching for, personally curated playlists made for you just by our expert podcast tastemakers. Find it and download it, Himalaya, on the App Store or Google Play Store. Don't forget to follow Locked On Redskins once you're there as well. Today's show also brought to you by Grip6. Ultra lightweight with no holes, no flap, and it's a great Father's Day to gift. Don't forget, guys, Father's Day is this Sunday uh, for your dad, for your brother, whatever it might be, or your son who's a dad, whatever. Go to grip6.com slash L-O-C-K-E. That's grip6.com slash L-O-C-K-E for a special offer. All right, here's head coach Jay Gruden meeting with reporters on Tuesday after... OTAs wrapped up with several big names, Josh Doxson, uh, 
Adrian Peterson, of course, Trent Williams, and others not there. No, he's fine. He's just rehabbing. He did blow his knee out last year. So the, the plan you knew going into the offseason. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's on pace to be ready for training camp. That was, was the goal with him. A lot of these guys, Geis, Christian, some of these other guys, Jordan Reed, we could have maybe pushed them back in here, but there's really the most important thing is for them to get the rehab, get them back to uh, training camp full strength. Determination of, I mean, because Christian's obviously a young player, could use reps, but at the same time, health is health most is important. So how, how do foremost. you decide who to push and who? That's up to the trainers and doctors, and they, they give us a gauge. And uh, some guys we kind of let practice a little bit, do some individual work, no team stuff. Um, brought them along slowly in that regard. <clears throat> Sheriff is a great example. He didn't do a lot of team stuff, but we let him do some individual. Uh, Morgan was the same way. Um, but with Christian, we thought it was best suited for him to stay away and, and mainly do the work in the weight room and the training room. Jay, would you have liked to have gotten a little more chance to look at Eric Flowers at guard instead of having to kind of use him at, at, at tackle at this? And are you still committed to that experiment of playing him at guard? Or? Yeah, yeah, we are. And I think, uh, you know, with the lack of tackles that we had participate, we had to put him at tackle. And, uh, and he did a good job. But we did start him at guard early and he did a good job. But I think once we get to training camp, we'll try to get him back at guard. Uh, you know, West did a good job with his reps in there at guard. We needed to get him some work. Um, uh, so we had a lot of guys kind of moving around different positions. Uh, Catalina got back in there, played some tackle, some guard. So, you know, uh, Dunn's played some guards, some center. So these guys have been playing multiple spots. Now it's a matter once we get to training camp to try to get a depth chart somewhat together. Once everybody's healthy, who's going to be there and then go from there. Uh, Dwayne told us a few minutes ago that he plans to spend most of the next five, six weeks around here, lifting, heading the playbook. How important are these? is this next month and a half for a rookie quarterback who's going into an, a training camp battle for the starting job? That's very important. He's got to learn it. You know, if he feels like he's a little bit unsure of anything, he's got to study it and continue to go over it in his mind and uh, rehash it. And we'll have plenty of videos to watch and all that good stuff. So uh, Dwayne's going to work hard at it, that's for sure. When he comes back to camp, hopefully it'll be more natural to him calling plays in the huddle. Like I said before, it's the first time he's had to do it. Um, we threw a lot at him, formation, uh, motions, protections, route concepts, run concepts, audibles, two-minute, no huddle, all that stuff. There's a lot to learn for the kid. Uh, but we want to get it all out there for him so he has an understanding of what it's going to be like uh, come training camp. So. Uh, Lot, long way to go, but uh, I like where he's at. Along those lines, what's your message to the guys now for these next five weeks before Richmond? Well, I think they're in great shape. Chad has done a good job. Larry, training staff, getting these guys ready. I think uh, they're in as good a shape as I've seen them. You know, I'm really most impressed with the rookies, man. The rookies came in here. They're in phenomenal shape, you know. Uh, so uh, the main thing is to maintain it. That's the big thing. You just got to maintain it so when you come back to training camp, there's not a uh, period of time where we have to get you back into shape. You got to stay in shape. That's the most important thing. We won't get to talk to you for a while. Is there any Trent Williams update? Trent Williams? No. If he's not there when training camp opens, how big of a concern is that for you? If? If he's not there when camp opens, how big of well, a concern? There's a lot of ifs that we can go over right now. I don't have time. I don't know what's going to happen. If Dwayne Haskins isn't there, I'll be concerned. And if Case Keenum decides not to show up, I'll be concerned. And if But you expect all those guys to be there, right? <laughs> I expect everybody to be there, yes. Okay. Jay, when you added Collins, you've added Sweat, you'd add a, added some impact people on that side of the ball. What's your dream best-case scenario for, for this defense? I, uh, 
I, I really like, I know it's early, but I, I like our defense's mentality, number one. I think we have a tough uh, edge to us, um, and I'm expecting that to carry over. I think it starts with our defensive linemen, um, Jonathan and Duran and Matt um, Kerrigan uh, and Adam Sweat. Um, I think those guys up front sets the stages for everybody. Now you have a tone setter in Landon Collins. Uh, they can help stop the run, obviously, and uh, be an impact player before you come to secondary. Uh, I've been really, really, really impressed with Fabian Moreau. Uh, I think his development has is, is, is been outstanding, both at the corner and a nickel spot. Um, obviously, the other safety we talked about, Apke and obviously Monte. Um, Reeves, you know, some of those guys, Everett, those guys are going to have to step up. And then inside backer, you know, even though we lost Ruben, we had high hopes for, but we still didn't really know what he was going to bring to us. Have a Mason and Bostic uh, competing, and Sean Dion Hamilton, I think, along with Fabian, are the two most improved players out here. Josh Dodson wasn't here today. Was he here yesterday? Yeah, he's been here the whole time. So in terms of just what you've seen from, from him, how, how have you seen his progression? I know we feels like we've been asking this question for the last four years, but just what, what do you see for him kind of going forward? What do you guys need from him? For the going, uh, yeah, for the same season? thing. We just got to get, you know, hopefully more production for him and he gets more opportunities. But, you know, I, I can't promise he's going to get a ton of opportunities with the group of guys that we have. You know, Jordan Reed healthy and Chris Thompson healthy, uh, you know, still – you know, they're still going to get their opportunities. And then with watching uh, Terry play, he's going to get his. And we haven't even talked about Paul yet. Uh, Trey Quinn's going to get some. So I think the whole intent of this offense, Bill, spread the ball around. Uh, still want to run the ball, hand the ball to Adrian and, and Geis and Samaje. So, uh, <clears throat> you know, it's about spreading the ball around and everybody taking advantage of the number when their number's called. Just ask you about injured running backs with uh, Geis and um – uh, love, uh, are you? You expect Geis back for camp? What about Love? Or? I do expect Geis for camp. Love, uh, I'm not too sure. You know, we'll, we'll have to wait and see on that one. Doxon, if he was here yesterday, did he's not injured or anything, right? He just no, no. Last year, you stressed uh, having Pirine around to kind of be a backup to Adrian Peterson. Do you think Geis can kind of? split those carries with Peterson, or do you like having PRN around to kind of serve that same role in 2019? You know, with guys not here and Peterson uh, not here for the majority of camp, P. Ryan has done an excellent job. He's uh, been one of our top performance uh, performers on offense, really. So I, I don't have I, – I, I wish I had a crystal ball to tell you, but I do know that those are three very good football players. Adrian, I mean, Hall of Famer. Geis, we drafted in the second round for a reason. And then P. Ryan has uh, continued to get stronger and stronger in the weight room. He's a powerful running back, and he has not had the opportunities that he probably deserves uh, or needs. Uh, but we just have to figure out a way to make the competition fair and play the best player, no matter who they are or where they're from. Jay, we've talked to the guys about their next five weeks. What about you? What are these next five weeks like for you? Well, I don't know yet. I haven't really decided. I've got a few things to do to get ready for training camp. Uh, play a little golf, maybe. <clears throat> maybe get away for a little bit. I can't tell you where I'm going. You might follow me. <laughs> this microphone. But uh, no, I don't know. I don't have any big plans yet. Just back to P. Ryan, a guy that's that big and that <laughs> <See>? strong. <laughs> You've always talked about wanting a fullback. You haven't broken camp with a fullback. Could he ever help you in that role? Uh, we tried him there a couple times uh, a couple years ago. You know, I, you know, I'm sure he could probably do it. That's an option. 
but he's also a tailback in his mind and he wants the ball. So uh, push comes to shove, if we need to have a fullback and he's the only one here, then he surely could do it because he's got the power to do it. Uh, we got Wellman here right now. He's doing a nice job. J.P. Holtz can both play fullback and tight end, so they're filling that role for us right now. All right, so that's Redskins head coach Jay Gruden meeting with reporters, uh, including myself, at Redskins Park on Tuesday. Once again, today's show is brought to you in part by Hotels.com. Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friend's trip. Yeah, book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com. Be there. Do that. And get rewarded. Why don't you? Also, again, another reminder, please make sure you go check out the new Himalaya podcasting app uh, where you can get episodic shareable playlists. Listeners can build podcast playlists by the episode, customize it, and then share it through social text and emails uh, as well. Don't forget, you can listen on iTunes, Megaphone, uh, Spotify, Google Play, uh, Google Podcasts, and just uh, Player FM everywhere. Just go and find the Locked on Redskins podcast. Uh, I put it on all social, at Locked Redskins, at Locked Redskins on Twitter. You'll often see it on at Locked on NFL Net and at WrestleMania 621. Time to take a break. We will come back with Redskins receivers coach Ike Hilliard to finish up the show right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. It is episode number 248. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked on NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, it is episode number 248 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. We wrap it up like this. Last week, had a chance to catch up with Redskins, longtime receiver coach, former receiver in the NFL, Ike Hilliard. He's been around uh, for, again, much of the Jay Gruden tenure. I think he only missed one year. I think he came back in 2015, if memory serves. Uh, he was here a little bit before that and then left and then back uh, again. So Ike Hilliard, uh, talking about his group of wide receivers, uh, along with other reporters. I caught up with him last week at Redskins Park. So, you know, working with a bunch of young receivers the past couple weeks, past couple months, uh, you know, what are, the, what are the biggest takeaways you have so far? Uh, they're all talented. Uh, I think uh, we've done a great job. Uh, across the board, uh, all through the building, and trying to identify the, the right type of guys. Um, they've come in, they've they picked everything up, you know, really well. Uh, they're just learning the details, and uh, when they have an opportunity to make a play, they take they take advantage of it. Is there one quality in particular that you like to see from, you know, a lot of the receivers? I think uh, if we can be multiple uh, with you know formations and players. It puts a lot of pressure on the defense. So the the biggest key with young players is learning the system. The the more they know, the the more places that they can play in offense, uh, more value they bring to themselves in the team. And then it seems like I mean Cam Sims today was making a bunch of great catches. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like he has a really good connection with Keenum. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are the biggest things you've seen from him, and what do you think this says about what he can accomplish? Well, I think we're only missing two guys, uh, and I'm not trying to take anything away from Cam, but it's good that that Cam is healthy. You know, we lost Pete Rich, we lost Cam, we lost Trey, we lost Robert Davis, you know, all the injury. And, and um, 
we all knew and saw Cam uh, talent-wise last year when he had an opportunity to play. So uh, we're all just, you know, continuing to uh, be, you know, pleasantly, you know, pleased with the progress he's made. Uh, you know that, that he's a taller receiver that can bend and uh, get in and out of breaks, and he's uh, a lot faster than you, than you think he is. So uh, with his skill set, uh, if he continues to develop and, and take care of every opportunity that, that comes his way and, and make sure he limits his mistakes, he has a chance to, to really take off in this offense. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, you know, I mean, outside of injuries, do you feel pretty good about this group? Jay has said, you know, look, it could be a high upside group. I mean, it looks like you've got some guys, certainly with some skill and some ability out there. Is it just about keeping them healthy? Well, I think that's the, the overall theme if you want to talk about our team from, uh, you know, from the outset. I think if we stay healthy, we're talented enough across the board to, you know, to make a noise or to be competitive. But uh, whether you're old or young, uh, it's really about skill level. I think we feel good about the, the guys top to bottom, uh, regardless of how many years they, they have or haven't played. Uh, they've done an outstanding job of uh, taking advantage of reps and, and opportunities. And top to bottom, this might be one of the more skilled groups I've been a part of. What would a healthy uh, Paul Richardson mean overall to this offense? Uh, a lot. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, I, I know our passing game overall uh, is not fun to watch, you know, at times, uh, you know, but with working time and being in the system and, uh, you know, losing Paul for more than half the season, uh, losing time with him on the grass now, I think getting him back out there uh, to start, you know, continuing to build on where, you know, where we were last year and uh, fine-tune things with the quarterbacks that we have. Uh, there's no limit to, to what he can do, and you know the expectation is still there. We expect him to do a lot of uh, really good things in this offense going forward. All right, a couple of quick observations from Redskins OTA before we get on out of here. I thought Dwayne Haskins was good at times, threw a couple of touchdowns inside red zone work, and um, one dialed up with uh, Kelvin Harmon in the back corner of the end zone. Uh, one uh, hit... Um, uh, Jehu Chesson on a crossing route over the middle of the field. Uh, but he also overthrew Kelvin Harmon two different times. One through his hands that was a little high and he was a little outstretched for it. And one, he, quite honestly, Kelvin Harmon had beaten the coverage uh, like a rented mule. And Haskins just hosed it past him, quite honestly. Uh, that's going to happen from time to time. It happened too often. Quite honestly, for the Redskins last year with Alex Smith, Alex Smith would overthrow guys and miss guys that were wide open. That was part of the offensive struggles when Alex Smith was actually playing. Uh, clearly, the Redskins need to get better uh, at not missing those grade-A opportunities. Uh, that was a big takeaway. The other thing that you continue to see is but guys like Byron Marshall and Samaj P. Ryan, especially Marshall with speed to the outside. And then... You know, the young wide receivers, they continue to make plays in different ways as part of this group. And that's why we wanted to bring you uh, Ike Hilliard. So just a couple of quick observations. Uh, also, again, Terry McLaurin, uh, who we'll have on the show uh, on the next episode, uh, Terry McLaurin returning some kicks uh, for the Redskins, which is an exciting uh, potential. That's going to do it for us right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Thanks for being with us. Again, don't forget, at Locked Redskins on Twitter. Make sure you check out Himalaya podcasting app uh, and Untuck It and Hotels.com and Grip Six Belts and adios.
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.